What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 64 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Big shouts to everyone hooping in their combo socks. Everybody that listens to this podcast named Combo's Court, and just everybody that rocks with Combo in general, man, I appreciate you. You guys mean the world to me. Today's show, Mike Dunn returns to Combo's Court, man. It's always great having Mike back on the show. Hope you guys enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Leave a five-star rating and a friendly comment right on your Apple Podcast app. Don't forget to punch down on that subscribe button as well. I would greatly appreciate it. Follow Mike on Instagram at cmikedunn. That's S-E-E-M-I-K-E-D-U-N-N. You could follow me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. That's a fact, man. How is Chicago? Dude, I love Chicago, man. I, I love that city. I really, really like it. It's cut. And there, I, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of billboards of Brian Erlacher selling hair restoration products, which is really, <laughs> which is really weird, man. I just don't, I don't know. I feel yeah. like that'd be, that'd be my one deterrent for not, not moving there. Philly's, I mean, Philly, Philly's a pretty cold place, so you're probably used to it, right? No, Philly's not as cold as, Philly's not as cold as Chicago is. But colder than New York, I would say. Yeah, but the people are a lot nicer. What are you trying to say, man? I think I just said it. I think I think, I think people from New York have, are a little upset. They're they're angry all the time. I don't know what it is. I think it's just because everything's so crowded. The traffic that's probably part of it. I mean, and because you're, it's so many people piled on top of each other. I feel like that'd be tough, man. You know, but in LA, I feel like it's more laid back, and there's so many people, but it's a little more spread out. I yeah, but I haven't been to LA. They told me that. Um, they're like, hey man, like you're 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 just so handsome and charismatic that there's a good chance if you come to LA, they won't let you leave and they'll just be throwing money at you for all these acting roles and stuff like that. So I just haven't gone out there. Oh, that's what they said. Yeah, yeah. So I just try to because I want to stay low key at the end of the day, man. You know? Yeah, no, I I, I want to stay humble. Basically, is what I'm I doing. understand that. I understand that. Let's start with this, man. A little a little non basketball stuff. Um, you know, in Canada, Instagram uh, is testing um private like counts. So basically, you won't be able to see people's likes. You won't, you'll only be able to see your own. So how, how would you feel about an IG world that nobody would be able to see anybody's likes or follower counts? I think that's incredible because it would put everybody on square. Although I feel like people would find a way to get around it, but it would put everybody, it, w- it would give people an understanding that just because somebody has a high follower account or gets many likes on things that they do, that that does not necessarily mean that what they're putting out there is necessarily quality content right um and i think it would open up things for a lot of people out there who are putting who who are doing some really good stuff and then i just you know what i mean i think that yeah that'd that'd be really interesting i like it no definitely you see see you see it sometimes like people are just putting 
how great stuff that I follow. And you're, and you're just wondering, like, why isn't the follower count higher? I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter, but you're like, this is really cool stuff. And it, it's right. not really always, like, accurate, like, how good the quality is. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's confusing sometimes. But I like it. I like yeah. it. Look at Canada. The, Our neighbors to the north. Just, they just know what they're, <laughs> they know what they're doing. Yeah, I heard, the, I heard they keep the uh, doors unlocked. All kinds of crazy stuff going on in Canada. <laughs> they don't do that in New York, do they? <laughs> not at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> You know what, Mike? A wise man once asked, "Why is there more NBA skills trainers than NBA players?" I've been trying to, I've been trying to figure this out. So I, I felt like asking you. You know, I'm gonna take a very political approach to this because this is my thing. I understand from a marketing perspective why people want to put NBA skills trainers in their bi- in their biographies or in their marketing or whatever they do. But in my opinion, it's a it's like a slap in the face to those guys that have worked their butt off to actually be getting paid by the NBA in those positions. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I just, I just can't say because I, like I, you put an NBA guy through a workout. This is my opinion. You know what I mean? This could, I, I, you don't get, it doesn't, it's not, it's, it's not hard fact or maybe it is, but like just because you put an NBA guy through or you know, an NBA guy, you work him out. I don't think that makes you an NBA trainer. You know what I mean? That makes you that makes you a trainer. And I just think at the end of the day, it's OK just to be a trainer. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to. You know what I'm saying? Like, just. Be yeah, a trainer. just do just that's your job, man. Do your job. No matter who's in front of you, if it's an NBA player or if it's a it's or it's a 10 year old girl who just wants to get better. Like you're a trainer at the end of the day. So just embrace that and be the best trainer you can be. You don't have to put a title on it. It's It's a little misleading, but I think there are guys that could rightfully consider themselves NBA trainers, yes. NBA skills trainers, even though they're not getting an NBA check. Correct. So, like, you got to think, man. You got guys like Drew Hanlon. I would consider right. him an NBA skills trainer. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's his clientele. He's well-known. Like, you know what I mean? There's Yeah. And there's other ones, too. Like, there's there's other guys that, that 100% do that a lot. Another guy, I would say, it's like my man um, Andrew Andrew Moran, who you, you've had on here in Miami. Who Definitely. Before. He he has guys come through there all the time. You know what I mean? Like he's and he's well known with that that regard. But I just think there's there's some people out there who just catch a few rebounds and all of a sudden they're an NBA <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's funny because Andrew really stressed uh, his working with the kids is a real passion of his. So I thought that was pretty cool too. One, one hundred percent, man. Yeah, percent. Yeah, shout out to Andrew, man. Um, for you, man. You know, we know you wake up at uh one forty five a.m. So mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to know what's what's the benefit for you. For waking up so early the benefit for me and i actually had this conversation with a buddy of mine recently because he was saying how um he, he i feel like a lot of people will get stuck this is kind of going away from basketball but people kind of get stuck and they're like i don't know exactly what i want to do um like i'm in this job now and i want to switch and all this kind of stuff but my first recommendation is always to wake up early and yeah for me what it did when i started doing it is waking up early takes you away from every single distraction that you can possibly have for the most part. Like nobody's texting you. Like I wake up at three 30. No one's texting me at three 30 in the morning. No one's calling me at three 30 in the morning. Even if I get on Instagram, no one's, no one's liking things. No one's messing. You know what I mean? And I'm, yeah. I'm 100% forced to only have to sit with my thoughts for that entire, that whatever I'm about to do, it's like, all right, it's just me. And I think that allows you to figure out what you really want. And it allows you to kind of assess the situation. If you've been putting something off that you said that you want to do, or you think that you're, you're better than where you're at, um, the morning, the morning is a big wake up call on that because it will, it will call you out 
it, it will call you out on on, on words uh, more than action. So it, it's just that time for me. It's a time where it's like, all right, this is what this is what I'm really about right now. This is what I'm going to do. I have to face it. What what steps can I take to to progress towards this ultimate goal of mine? Yeah, that might be the new way for me uh, when baby combo comes. We'll, we'll see what develops. Well, I mean, it's not it's, it's not going to be by choice initially. It's going to be <laughs> going to be forced upon you, man. But it's you'll see, man. It's it's awesome, dude. It, yeah, I heard. I uh, felt him kicking yesterday, man. He was he was kicking hard, real hard. Yeah, I thought like he was going to break somebody's rib, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, man, you're here. So we have to talk about shooting. Let's segue to shooting, man. You know. Uh, I follow you on Twitter, so I saw you listen to our last episode. Yes. Uh, you, got, you got a few mentions on the show, man. Yeah. A I felt, few mentions. I felt, yeah. I felt big time. I felt really- <laughs> so, yeah, man, um, Ben kind of talked about on a podcast once. I think it was on a podcast. might have been a YouTube um, video that LeBron actually improved his shooting by tweaking it over time. Do you feel this is a beneficial way to, to become a better shooter, or it's more like you should break it all down at once and start over? Um, I think I think it's one of those questions that – or an answer, I rather that it's going to be different for different people. Right. Um, maybe you make a little tweak here because then it, it can carry you so far. And then, you know, I, I'm sure like a guy like LeBron, he he's he's getting better in so many off season after off season. Who knows what he's attacking to get better at? So maybe a full overhaul and attention, like attention to detail in that regard, wouldn't be something that would be completely necessary for him. Um, whereas for others, uh, it could definitely be something that. Uh, it, it would it would require like a full overhaul right right then and there. At the same time, though, I think in a way we're all even the great shooters are still tweaking. I think that if you if you were to ask Ray Allen how his approach to things changed from year one to his last year in the league, I can guarantee you he was doing things uh, year thirteen or whatever, how fourteen, how many years he played that he wasn't doing the first year, and he was he was doing things in order to make himself, you know, almost become uncomfortable in these situations, in different shooting situations. So his whole thing was always unprepared. Thing. I don't think he had that same mindset when he came into the league. So I think in a way where, where as a shooter, you're always tweaking. You feel you tweak often? I have recently, man. I, I mean, I, and, uh, and a big, and a really big shout out to Rob Fodor, the, the shooting coach of the Miami Heat, who I've gotten to talk to a lot. And he's an incredible basketball mind. And, um, just through talking to him, I started tweaking some things a little bit. And it's the, the difference probably from, you know, just a casual person looking from the outside may not see it. Um, but for me, seeing it and feeling it is, is like is like night and day. Right. And it, uh, it's made me a better teacher um, as of late with even within just like the last two months. And it's uh it's been it's been pretty cool. So for sure, I'm 32 years old. And I don't even play professionally or anything like that. And I'm still tweaking it because I just want I just want to learn the more 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 and more nuances of it, and then trying to help more people. 32, man, you're old, man. I What's am. going on with you, man? I <laughs> actually, uh, I actually communicate sometimes with Rob. Cool dude, man. He's awesome, man. Yeah, He's, uh, for sure. He is one of the most um, one of the most unique basketball minds I've ever. I've ever had the chance to speak to and like, and I, and I mean that in a 100% good way. Like he's just, he's, he's, he's a, he's an absolute pleasure to sit down and talk to about the game of basketball. Kind of speaking to what we were talking about before, like you would figure, you know, he puts out like great stuff. You could, he could add so much, so much value to so many people and he doesn't have like the biggest follow, the biggest following counter or anything. You know? Yeah, exactly, man. Like that's somebody that I'm learning stuff from constantly. 
And like, obviously some people, because he doesn't have a big name or he hasn't been doing it a super long time that people aren't, people don't take notice of it. And I just think that's, a sh it's a shame sometimes, man. Cause there's these people, there's, there's certain people out there who are giving away such, such valuable information and like, and they just kind of get tossed to the wayside because some, cause some other trainer wants to promote a sneaker or something. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. But it is what it is, man. That's just how it goes. But I mean, the, that that's the thing now. The thing now is there's so much inf there's so much information out there now that it's not about it's not about you can't tell a kid like hey man if I had what you had I'd be doing this and that. It's more about guiding them in terms of finding what is actually legitimate, who's actually trying to help as opposed to who's just trying to further their name and their brand. It's hard to kind of like social media takes on its world of its own. It's kind of hard to guide a kid through it almost, you know. Yeah. It's it's good. There's going to be class. I feel like there's going to be classes. There's going to be like, there has to be an education around it. For sure. For sure. It's the way the younger generation just gets their information. Yep. I mean, it's cool. It's awesome. I love it. I think it's really cool. I just think definitely there's a lot of people out there. I think you're just trying to take advantage of people. And that's, that's the, that's the only not cool thing about it to me. Yeah. Well, um, in any platform, social right. media or whatever came before social media, there's going to be people that do things the right way and people yeah. that do things the wrong way. 100% correct yeah so you know I, I I just said that I was following you on Twitter and you also had a tweet saying Gladwell's 10,000 hours is arbitrary too man yes no man I didn't so it's not verbatim but um no guarantees in that you said nope there's zero zero guarantees in it. and uh my buddy Max Hooper so I, I I don't read per se a whole lot but I listen to lots of audio books because I'm in the car all the time and um my buddy Max Hooper was like hey man you need to read this book peak <laughs> Uh, if you read Peak, it's going to speak to everything that you say. He's like, I just think you'll really resonate with it. And so I'm reading Peak and uh, or listening to Peak, and I'm and I'm going through it. And the guy who wrote Peak actually co two two guys they co-authored the the book Peak, and um, it's actually who Gladwell took the study from to come up with the ten thousand hour, uh, I don't know tagline. I guess you could say right. And um, <clears throat> reading into it and listening to him speak about it. Really, the, the 10,000 10, hour number was just a number, a nice round number that Gladwell could throw out there. And uh, at the same time, Gladwell doesn't really get into the fact that get into what kind of practice it really takes in order to achieve the greatness that he's talking about. So if you if, if I if right now, if I said, hey, combo, you want to be a great shooter? Yeah. 10,000 hours of shots. That's what you <laughs> right? Now, yeah. if you went out there. And you put in 10,000 hours of shots and all you ever shot were free throws or, or, or it was your form right now. You never tweaked anything. And, and all, that's all you did. Just straight jump shot, jump shot, jump shot. Is that, that going to make you the best shooter of all time? Absolutely no. not. The only time yeah. you're ever going to get better at anything, whether it's shooting, uh, dribbling, like take away from basketball. I mean, Matt, like anything is you're going to reach a certain point where the return on what you're putting into it is going to really start to, to slow down unless you're willing to put yourself in really uncomfortable situations in which you're pushing yourself to advance. And that's where I think like the micro scales and all that kind of stuff come in. So that's why that just throwing out and tell somebody, Hey man, 10,000 hours, 10,000 hours, you're, you're going to be golden. No, it's, it's literally about the type of work that you're doing within that time frame. That, that really is an arbitrary time frame. It doesn't really matter, but it's, it, it, it all comes down to recognizing you have to step outside of the ordinary in order to really start to excel at things.
Yeah, and if you continue just to practice um, bad habits, like if you did that for 10,000 more hours, it wouldn't really make you a better shooter. Exactly, so let, exactly. So with Ben, man, we always talk about Ben shooting, but Ben Simmons shooting, and then mm-hmm. about, and then I wanted to connect it to Ben, who was on my podcast. Yeah. He kind of – do you feel like he should small tweak it or just break it down and start over? I think in a way I would I – th- I think what would be interesting is – and this would just kind of be my approach. Why not for me? It'd be like, let's start at the free throw line. Yeah. And like, let's build from there. So let's just get comfortable there at the free throw line. Cause that's, I mean, that's, that's where he's going to still get a bunch of opportunities. And if he can knock down free throws, he's going to be golden. And I think that you can make enough tweaks there when the situation is 100% controlled, all that, like any, anything that you implement at the free throw line, he can 100% implement in a game. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. Because it's it's his time. It's his time to get everything in order. So I think in a way you could you not necessarily and I'm not saying that'd be a small tweak, but at least right. it'd be it'd be taking a big chunk of it out. And then um, you know, you don't see tons of bad you don't see tons of really good free throw shooters that aren't good shooters. So that seeing seeing the ball go in and maybe him getting comfortable there could possibly, you know propel him into becoming more of a uh, a confident shooter because i think a lot of it too is, is confidence at this point too his form's funky for sure but and he does some things the wrong way but i i mean it's impossible as a human being to not let that kind of stuff start to get in your head and affect how you are reacting to the game yeah ben he, he loves the short corners huh he's always like hanging around in the <clears throat> short corner area you know what man he He's an incredible basketball player. Hundred percent. Like I always I, say, you know, you know, I vote. Yeah, I, I know you like. I, I yeah. like because I and then I'm here in Philly, so I'm watching him all the time. And like, man, the stuff he does that doesn't even get talked about. Like he's just, I don't know, man. I, I just obviously he has that jump shot. I just think he's going to be taken to a level that is going to be absurd. So who knows, man? I and I, I'm I'm pulling for him. Yeah, no, me too, man. I love his game, but you know. In like in today's NBA, you know, I coach Nick on the show. I don't know if you've ever seen his videos on YouTube. And he kind of speaks to the fact that um that when your point guard could shoot though in today's NBA, it just gives you a distinct advantage, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. That's the game, man. The game is shooting now. Like it's it's if you can't that's it's funny, man, because somebody um because I posted a video about Steve uh Steve Kerr talking about a shot and um people people were commenting on the video and be like, This guy couldn't this guy wouldn't survive a minute in today's NBA. And I'm in my mind, I'm like, this guy would thrive in today's NBA. Like, yeah. Like Steve Kerr in a, and now you're talking about the um, freedom of movement that they have in the game now. Like Steve Kerr is playing in that age where you're, you're getting body checked. People can put their hands on you. You take a shooter like that now and you put him in the game. Come on, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, with today's training and he'd be taking a lot more deep threes in practice. So 100%. it would so with his great habits, it would just get ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was shooting fifty a, a, a few seasons, right? Dude, he people don't. I feel like people don't talk about him enough as a shoot. Like he could shoot the hell out of. Them. Even when he started coming off the bench for San Antonio at the end of his career, I just remember watching games and every time he shot the ball, I was like, "That's going in. That shot's going in." Like he it, he just had that that type of that type of shot that I literally think every time he lets the ball go, it's going in. I think people, like, when they think of Steve Kerr, they think of a coach more than a player now. Yeah. I mean, I think the younger kids for sure. I know us. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're what, 49. So you. Not, e- not even close. But so cool, you, and him, <laughs> you and him are around the same age. So, like. Yeah, yeah. 
and I know you guys played together for a little bit, so I think <laughs> yeah, right. so. It's, I think it's a little different. Chill, man. I was a kid, man, watching those games. You gotta relax, Mike. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, man. You know, I seen you um doing the ATG workouts, man. Yeah. You know, when, when we were younger, uh, they always told us, and actually, I've been doing uh, some similar type stuff lately. They always told us, man, never let the knee pass the toe on the lunge. And now it seems like everything's changing with that. Like, how do you feel about all that? Dude, first of all, big shout out to Ben Patrick. And I'm doing I'm doing crazy shout outs today. So big shout yeah. out to Ben Patrick over there. Let's do it, man. ATG, though, man. He is yeah. awesome. Um, like that that training program has literally in what, two and a half months now me doing it but like also like i, I tell people i'm i'm like religious i'm religious with it like i'm literally i do it every day you know what i'm saying yeah so but like it has taken me from crazy pain in my left knee um to zero pain in my left knee i'm slowly starting to get the confidence back and just trusting it and like being able to really really push off of it and everything like that but it, my back pain's gone my flexibility is completely different than it's ever been um so I don't know the exact science behind it. I just know that talking to Ben a few times on the phone, how passionate and how much he loves that stuff and how much he believes in it. And I, I took him at his word for it. And um, man, it's been, it's been incredible. I could imagine as a younger player had, had having done that, it would have, it would have been huge with me being younger, but I'm glad I have it now, man. It makes me pain free and I can't complain. So is it designed to, to be like five to five days a week? How, how does it work? It's designed really however you, you know, he can cater it. They cater it to however oh, okay. committed you want to be to it. I mean, you can get away with three days a week and, and stuff like that. And there's there's ways you can do it even without a gym and, and all that kind of stuff. But I go, I go every day. I mean, and by every day, I mean some days like today would just be stretching. But it's, right. it's still following a certain protocol in terms of, you know, just staying – just staying as limber as possible at my at my old age, I guess. <laughs> you are old, man. Shouts to Ben and shouts to you, man. Thanks for coming back on the show. You you know I appreciate you, Mike. Yeah, man. Yeah, yo, real quick too, man. Um, this is I'm doing one more. I was in Chicago and I ran into uh, Joe Jackson. Shouts to Joe, man. Yeah, Good man. Dude. I know Joe is a big supporter of the podcast too. I know he yeah. uh, he listens to you all the time, man. I got to run in and chop it up with him, and it was like it was kind of crazy how we're we're just chilling in the United center next to the Jordan statue. And we're just talking about basketball and, and all that kind of stuff. So that was like a really cool, really cool moment. So um, that's another guy, man. I think he has really, really cool stuff, really good stuff. Very knowledgeable about the game, puts in the time for the game and doesn't get a lot of probably a lot of the respect that I think he deserves. Yeah. And he shows a lot of love and support, man. Yes. Is, yes. For sure. Exactly. I think that's what it's all about. If we do more of that on Instagram, it's just better for everybody, you know? For sure, man. I agree. I agree. There's a lot. There's a lot out there for everybody. So pick, pick, pick people up more than you're putting them down, and 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 don't take advantage of people at the end of the day. There we have it, Mike. Thanks for coming back on the show, man. I appreciate you. Yes, sir, man. There it is. There it is. There it is. Episode 64 is in the books. Big shouts to Mike Dunn for joining in. We appreciate you, Combo Nation, man. Combo Nation. It would mean the world to me if you left a five star rating. And let me know how you feel about this episode right on the comment section of your Apple Podcast app. Shouts to the Spotify listenership as well. We appreciate you. Be on the lookout for episode 65. Combo out.